The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Join today at theesportsdepartment.com. to episode 103 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Colotti, at Gelati, LOL, on Twitter. With me tonight, we've got the usual crew. We've got Josh Roberts, at Roberts number 49. Good evening, y'all. John George, at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? And Chris Chung, at Prime, LOL. Unmute. Oh, there we go. Hey, folks. We got it. We figured it out. So, a uh, little news right off the bat here. Uh, we're just going to be a horse racing podcast now because uh, that, I'm, you know, I'm just going to retire on top because I'll never, I'll never be that good at that ever again in my life. So, I'm just going <laughs> to better lucky than good, I suppose. We only do horse racing in FIFA. We don't touch anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so we got to come up with a creative name that blends horse racing and FIFA esports betting. Oh, we never even touched on that FIFA ordeal. Ooh, yikes. A lot of parallels to esports, by the way. Anyway, distractions aside, welcome to episode 103 of the Gold Card Podcast, the MSI preview show for MSI 2021. We are getting live International League of Legends for the first time since the World Championships back in October. And uh, I'm hype. Yeah, I took a couple weeks to unwind, but I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to get the itch again, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to dive back into some League of Legends. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to get back to doing videos again. Yeah. It's been a long time since I said, hey, everybody, it's John from the eSports department. And I know a lot of people are missing that. A lot of people are really going to sleep every night, <laughs> really in pain, <laughs> wishing that they could hear those words. So, You know I am. You know I am. <laughs> I, I was I was tweeting out the McConaughey from Wolf of Wall Street memes earlier. <laughs> I was, I'm getting I'm, – I'm excited for it. Um, So MSI, first things first, uh, different format this year. Uh, a lot of people didn't realize this, but uh, so we're going to have it's it's the 11 teams. It was 12. The VCS will not be attending. Uh, unfortunately, they had some travel visa issues just because Vietnam is basically not letting anyone out of the country. So the VCS representative will not be in attendance this year. Uh, hopefully they can for Worlds, but from what I understand, it's not looking good for that either. But everyone else is attending. Everyone else is going to be there live in person, and for the most part, unscathed. We've got a couple, a couple small things that we'll get to in a little bit. Format: First, we're going to have a group stage. It's double round robin, except for Group A, which is now three teams and is going to be quadruple round robin. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. The top two teams from each group will move on to more or less a second group stage that they're calling the Rumble stage. The Rumble is a double round robin single group. So it'll be six teams playing double round robin uh, against the each of the five opponents twice. And uh, the top four from that will move on to the knockout stage, which is best of five. A couple other things. Prize pool is up to 250k minimum this year. And it can be boosted up with uh, skin purchases and other accessories in client 
uh, they're doing like a similar model of what Dota does for the international. You can buy the compendium to contribute to the prize pool. Uh, I would recommend doing that. Boost the prize pool. It's a good look for everything. Um, the winner will get their team an extra slot at the World Championships. And something that I completely forgot about until I was recapping it this weekend, the second team, or the second best team after the tournament, well, all right, let me rephrase this. After the tournament, Powers, or Riot is going to release a global power rating. We all know this is going to be sketch McGetch, right? The top team in that, that that didn't win will get another spot for their region. That's how I understand it. They haven't released like anything else to clarify this. So MSI, they're trying to incentivize actually performing well at MSI besides just winning it. Because in the past, it's kind of been like pseudo like exhibition for some of these teams. You guys, like you know what I'm saying? So bigger prize pool and potentially a winner gets a spot, an extra spot for their league. And if you perform well, presumably the second place team is going to earn a second place, uh, another spot for their team at uh, the World Championships as well. So, any comments on the, the the format? Yeah, I like I like the new format. We're gonna get a lot of games and a lot of games among the best teams, which is kind of what we want to see the most, I think. So, yeah, I like the new format. Um, the prize pool does feel a little small, but I guess that's just how it always is for. For these events, there, there's other ways to make money other than winning the tournaments in League of Legends. So, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a really great tournament. I got a, a lot of teams here that I think are going to be really interesting matchups against each other outside of the top teams as well. So we should get some really fun group stage matchups. Uh, Josh, Chris, any thoughts on the format? All right. So let's just dive right into this. So I figure we'll go down each team individually. I'll introduce everyone, just do a quick rundown, what they do, what they look like stylistically and all that. If you want a written version of this, a longer form version of it, although not too long actually, uh, I just released my pre- my MSI preview and features positions over at the esportsdepartment.com. Uh, feel free to sub. I, John, we're doing a discount, right, for the rest of the season? Code's MSI20. Uh, you get 20% off of, uh, <clears throat> of any services you purchase on the site. And uh, I'll be doing my video breakdown for MSI tomorrow too, so we'll have a lot of pre-MSI content, and then we're going to have all do my daily videos for MSI as well. So we'll have Gelati's betting stuff, my DFS stuff, and some preview videos. It's going to be pretty good, I think. All right. So uh, I'm just going to go down the order that was listed on Leaguepedia here. Um, so we'll never give up. Uh, last one's in, and uh, first in a lot of people's hearts. I don't know if it's necessarily first in the betting markets, which we'll touch on uh, in a little bit here. Uh, we'll never give up. I think a lot of familiar names. I'm not going to spend as much time on the, on the known quantities like the four major leagues because I think everybody everybody listening to this knows the players here. Uh, Zhao Wei, Krein, Gala, and Ming. Uh, really crazy good performance at uh, in the finals. A little bit shaky otherwise. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch more on this in terms of specific matchups when we get to tier listing and, and power rating. Uh, RNG are going to be contender to win this tournament, right? Yeah, I mean, they're... They've got to be a top two, yeah. Uh, I would think, as far as favorites to win the tournament. Um, I don't think they're the favorite, uh, which is a little sketchy for me, but I had to really think it out. Uh, I'm almost always siding uh, with the LPL, but I had to really think it out, and I guess uh, they're probably not the favorites, but I think they're yeah. pretty clear number two. Yeah, I, to, to me, I mean, we're going to go through tiers as we go 
you know, along with this, like and, like after we introduce these teams. But I, I think RNG are like the top two are pretty clear set to me. I don't know about you guys, like the top tier. It's 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 going to be RNG and and Damwon, right? Yeah, I think the top two is pretty well set. Damwon and Cloud Nine, and then RNG's, <laughs> RNG Talon probably second. All right, anyways. Damn, shots fired. Um, so you know. <laughs> RNG only went, they went nine and eight in playoffs. I think a lot of people don't realize that. <laughs> like, barely a win above 500. They did get rolled. Yeah, I mean, RNG, and they, you could, like, very strongly argue they legitimately should have lost the top. Like, oh, yeah. That was one of the craziest game ending throw. I don't, I don't know if we can really call it a throw. Like, it was a good play by RNG. I don't know. It's kind of a throw, kind of a good play. I don't really it know. It could be both. It can yeah, it's bo- a little bit of both, but yeah, I mean that, and that was that was was that two rounds before the final? that was one round before the finals, that right? Was, or was that, I don't remember if that was quarters top, or semis. Top was their first match, so quarters. Yeah, or, and then, then they lost to FPX. Yeah, and then went through. No, they went through. They played top in losers bracket. It was their second. That's match. right. Okay, that's match. right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So it was two one before finals for them, right? Or two before finals. It was one before finals. Yeah. Yeah. So it was their semis. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, anyways, but you could argue they shouldn't have even been in that championship match pretty strongly just based on that game five alone. So, um, yeah, I think think there's at least a definite gap between Dam 1 and and Top and and RNG in my head, in my brain. Yeah, well, you know, I realize I'm kind of doing this, like, I don't want to do this all at once, so I figure we'll – would you guys rather talk through each team? And prospects, or do you want to introduce the teams, and then we'll do tier list yeah, after? Yeah, maybe maybe just a quick team thing right now, and then we'll okay. do tiers. All right, so uh, RNG representing the LPL. we got Mad Lions representing Europe. Uh, it's Armut, Elioia, Humanoid, Karzi, and Kaiser. They went 9-4 and four in playoffs, finished the regular season in third place at 10-8. and Kind of had a sketchy middle of the season, right? I think um, specifically Karzi and Kaiser just were... I mean, for lack of better terms, running it down for like the middle, like four or five weeks of the season, there they were just. It seemed like they were just like coin flipping at level two every game, and sometimes they won, and most of the in that during that time, most of the time they lost. Um, I I kind of agree with Ivan in the chat here, which is I think Mad Lions is like a big X factor team. Yeah, I think they could come here and look way worse than they looked in the finals and they could come here and overperform. And I don't think either one of those things would really surprise me that much. I wouldn't be that like blown away if they came here and looked like pretty bad and got beaten up by, by some teams that we wouldn't expect them to get beaten up by. But if they, I could see them making a miracle run to the finals or something as well. So Mad Lions, big X factor for me. Yeah, I think Mad Lions might actually be the biggest X factor in this tournament. Like, like odds withstanding. Like, I think there's another one we're going to talk about later, mostly because I think the numbers are just way the hell off on them. But uh, in terms of like the top tier, like the top five teams, I do think they are probably the wild card. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I think it's true, and it's funny because we said the last thing at last Worlds, and then they didn't make it out of groups. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think it could really go either way. I do think they're a vastly improved team from that team. Uh, I don't mean to draw a direct comparison, but we did say the exact same thing about this org that has the same core intact here. So it's going to be interesting to see if they've actually taken that step forward. I'll I'll, I'll throw a note here too. So Mad Lions notably underperformed at the World Championship, like we just mentioned. But we mentioned it going into the World Championship, why we were skeptical. And it's that they didn't have any international experience. 
at all. And you remember with COVID last year, there were there were barely any. They played like what, like seven land games or something like that total all year, and then had to travel to China with a bunch of not a, not all rookies, but it was a four rookies and one second year player that had never played internationally. Like that's that's a big that's a tall order, right? Traveling halfway around the world with a bunch of new people, so. Not all that different this year, but they've at least had that experience. Armut's played internationally before. The only real rookie here is El Yoya, right? He's the only one that hasn't played internationally, so. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong about that off the top of my head now. But, no, I think you're right. So, yeah, notably, Armut's had multiple Worlds appearances, so this isn't his first rodeo uh, in terms of international competition. Um, the LCK, Dan Kia. 3-0 Gen G in that final. Pretty decisive. I mean, oh, I, two of the games were very lopsided, and the other one got real lopsided, even though I think Gen G probably could have won it. Um, not quite. So it's it's Khan, Canyon, Showmaker, Ghost, and Barrel. Obviously, uh, Pumendu came over from Beachy to uh, take over, return to Korea, and take over duties for Damwon. Um, Different-looking team than last year. Same result, right? I uh I have two two predictions about damn one. I well not one's a prediction and one's just a thing I'll say about them. I think it's really hard not to make them your favorite for the tournament when you're coming in. If you're making odds for this thing, I think it's really tough to make an argument that they're not the favorite. I don't think they're gonna win. I don't know why. I'm gut capping. I don't think yeah. damn one gaming's winning winning MSI. I think somebody's gonna come in probably in the semifinals and uh and do something to damn one. Kinda like SKT the uh the year that IG knocked them out. Okay. Or the other IG beat them up in 18 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I could say I, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw it to Josh here real quick. Like, but I, to me, Damwon are just such a complete team that I have a hard time seeing anyone beating them in a best of five, a best of one or a best of three. I could see it. I have a really really hard time. Like, and it's gonna have to be like an elite level team too. Something dirty is gonna happen to them, Jelati. I hate I to tell see, you. No, I could see it. I mean, something, they do have they, dirty. they do have to travel for this. Like that's not a you walk in the park travel Korea to Iceland. Josh. Yeah, uh, I'll just toss in. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I think probably last year's Damwon took the title, but before that, the most dominant team I've ever seen play the game was 2019 IG, and they got three one by Team Liquid of all teams mm-hmm. in the semis that year at MSI. Um, so, like, I mean, John's John's right there. Like, I mean, and. <laughs> There was no chance in hell you were saying a single player on Liquid's roster was better than a single player opposite uh, that game. Like you could, you could maybe argue after the fact that Core JJ was up there at least with Balan, but at the time there was no shot anyone was coming in saying Core JJ was better than Balan. So uh, yeah, I mean I'll just throw that out there. I think that that these things can happen at, at MSI for sure. So um, yeah, don't be too if it happens, and and that wasn't a best of five. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, Vince. That seemed like so solid all around um, that it's really tough for me to find and poke any holes other than just like, look, it's randomness, brand new territory. Teams may not be taking it completely seriously, although there is a lot of prize money at stake, so maybe they are. Yeah. I think um, that's the big difference between that year and this year. Like, it's a different tournament now. Like, before it wasn't like you had the spot on the line, but it was kind of new at the time. Like, teams were part of why they put these new format changes in is they wanted teams to take it more seriously. And I'm not saying that 
you know, that team was taking things any less seriously, but like, you know, it's just, I think it's just worth mentioning. So, well, one thing that's interesting, did you say that the non, the, the highest rank non-winner league so, gets an extra spot? So basically after this tournament, Riot's going to release global power rankings and whoever the winner isn't like that region's going to get, let me just read the thing. Well, okay, so basically, okay, now I'm actually positive Damwon's going to win it all because reason <laughs> being, no, no, because reason being, if Damwon doesn't win it all, then they have to give LCK another spot, and no one likes the LCK right now this year. <laughs> so the the fix is in. Get your tickets in, uh, LCK to win. Let me probably let, like minus five million, but let me okay. let me read the actual thing because I keep saying it and I sound incredibly uninformed, but it's a very generic statement. So I'm just going to give that heads up. This year, MSI's Champions League, Champions League will receive an additional regional team spot at Worlds. That's not new. That's the same as it was. After MSI concludes, the final global power rankings for 2021 will be calculated. The highest ranking league will get an additional slot unless that region also won MSI. In that case, the slot would pass down to the second highest ranking league in the power rankings. That's all. That's all we have. They haven't gone into any more detail. I looked all afternoon. I could not find anything else on this. That's highest, kind of weird. Yeah. Like, what do they mean by highest ranking league? You know, like I think they're going to like I think they're going to take like an aggregate average uh, or something like that. I, I don't know. It's weird. I have no. I have like that. Yeah, that's so how vague odd. this is. Mm-hmm. In, in so my odd. opinion, th- doesn't this seem like this is sketch, right? I mean, it just sounds like they're just giving the LPL. They're giving the LPL another right? slot, like, right? Or the LCK. Everyone else. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, until Damwon Gaming gets dirtied in the semifinals, and then they have to give that slot to fucking North America or somebody who <laughs> dirties Damwon in the semis. Oh, man. Perks that's does some, some bizarre yeah, but, Yone shit, and then we've got a fourth LCS team in there. Well, but the thing is, John, like, even if even if Damwon doesn't win, like, there's no way... There's no way that NA would have a higher aggregate rate. It's true. I mean, they're probably not going to rank them higher, even if even if that happens. But I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We never know how our listen. minds will be changed by the dirtiness that's going to occur. Also, listen, we've all seen power rankings done by other sources that aren't in the know on things. Yeah, I mean, what if what if Damwon Gaming <laughs> just shows up and just loses to like DFM and then gets swept out in the semis by Cloud Nine? Then we're going to be like, mm, I don't know. Uh, uh, frankly, I'm cool with either the LCK or the LPL having that fourth slot. Uh, I think the top of those leagues are, they're all good. So uh, as long as it's not NA, honestly, I, I don't know if I'd want EU at this point either. I don't want a fourth slot for EU. I think the top three is pretty, although I don't know who the hell knows. Summer could be different. So anyway, just want to say that's, it's super vague and I have no idea how this is going to turn out that I haven't been able to find any details on it. So, uh, where were we? We were, um, Mad Lions. No, we were at Dam One. We touched on Mad Lions. Uh, Cloud Nine uh, won the LCS in five games. It was a pretty close series until the fifth game. Uh, do you guys like? Uh, to me, Liquid and Cloud Nine were both like a, a cut above everybody else. So I'm cool with either of them being here. I do think Liquid probably had a better chance to do well in this tournament. You guys feel the same way, or am I out on a limb there? I do, I do think Liquid would have done better in this tournament, uh, but 100 Thieves is going to do the best at Worlds. Shout out to the chat. Fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, we got the 100 Talk Pod tuning into the show. 
As a, actually, you guys, you guys usually tune in, so thank you. Thank you. I swear, that this guy John just like he just he just does this. He just he's he's poking the bear, <laughs> he's just poking the bear. Not like, the Russian bear, right? That's <laughs> look, listen. All right, I just typed it in our chat, so you guys may not have seen it, but I said what we really need to say is we we need to see Worlds impact again. Now that he's been unlocked to carry impact, because we already know about the impact Worlds buff. You know, if you followed league, you know. You know, like, playoff impact and world's impact is a b- different beast. But now they also made him carry impact. So give me carry world's impact. Just sitting over here, like, solo killing Nuggery in lane seven times or some nonsense. Just putting the shy in a... Like, just let me see it, please. I'll do anything. So, Cloud9 also 9-8 and eight in playoffs, by the way. Similar to RNG. Doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just I think it's just worth pointing out because it could just mean competition. Uh, I think we should note this: Rainover's not going to be there. Uh, had visa travel visa issues, uh, so he can't be there in person. I'm assuming he's going to be like Skype calling in or whatever it happens to be. Uh, maybe not a huge impact, but could be. I, my 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 issue with Cloud Nine for this tournament is everything that's not perks, perks and blabber. Like, this team relied so much on those two just going ballistic every single game, and they're going to have a much harder time doing that against this level. But, I mean, it could happen. Those two, I mean, those two are good enough to just run over games. So, I, I'm, I'm not going to completely rule Cloud9 out, but I, I'm, I'm a little more skeptical on them than I am some of the other teams here. Yeah, I, I don't know about Client Nine's chances. They did much better than I expected, though. Even with Fudge, I would think that you know that would have been a weakness all throughout. But Perks has been showing up, and he has a lot of international stage experience. Um, did any of the other C Nine ever make it to Worlds? Sven and I think Vulcan has too. Split which team? I can't Pretty remember. sure Vulcan I can't did. Mm-hmm. Vulcan but, was yeah. on the uh, the the Huni Demonte uh, uh, whatever that team uh, was called the not Dignitas the Clutch Gaming uh, Clutch, Clutch, Clutch Gaming, gaming. <laughs> okay not as bad I don't think the loss of Rainover is going to make that big of a difference Coach Perks get ready for some wild picks all right uh, we'll we'll get back to them in a little bit here we've got uh, maybe the most intriguing team of the whole tournament in terms of like what to expect with certain things. So got Paris Saint Germain Talon from the PCS. Uh, so it's Hanabi river maple. The actual roster is unified and Kai wing, but unified had a collapsed lung and is recovering from that. So he's not going to be able to attend this cause he can't fly. So they are bringing in doggo from beyond gaming, which was the other team in the finals. Uh, unified is the best 80 carry in the PCS. But Doggo is probably the second best, and it's not that huge of a drop-off. I'll say this. Um, Paris Saint-Germain Talos have lost a single game this season. Like, one game. They're not completely steamrolling. They're not that kind of team. But uh, I also think the PCS is probably more competitive than people think just because they don't hear about it, and they don't watch it, and it doesn't get, like, any Western coverage. So I've actually, like, that's been, like, my, my sole focus on league in the past like couple of weeks is actually going through and watching all these uh these smaller regions and you know tracking the top team seeing how competitive the league is as a whole checking the film versus the stats and everything 
And I got to tell you, maybe it's just it's just my opinion. We'll see it play out. I think the PCS is probably on par with the LCS and LEC. Uh, it's again, it's just a coverage thing. Like they haven't had a Flash Wolves team to draw people's attention there, but. And then Talon last year at Worlds, obviously they couldn't catch a break there either. With the they had to they had to sub two people out for the first week. So interesting, this Talon team can't seem to catch a break in terms of like getting peep getting their full team to a competition. I'll also say this that this is better than the team that was at Worlds. Like I think they're a better team. Um, interesting. Like how much does a does the does it like an eighty carry change really matter in this spot? They're gonna have a couple of weeks. It's not like this is like a last minute thing. I won't uh, I won't discuss my power ranking of them yet, but uh, I I think Pat, Paris Saint Germain talent's gonna be pretty good. Um, I, I felt pretty similarly to you from from what it sounds like. And uh, I guess we, we'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to uh, when we get to the power rankings. I will say I was very impressed researching all the minor region teams with the fact that they're mostly teams that were drafting team fighting compositions. And I think that's like I like that because that I think that gives you a good chance to win. We didn't like a lot of times in the past we'd get like teams from LATAM and stuff, especially that just drafted like those Jason Italy type things every single game. Cause they're just had the most skill in their region and they would just run people over. And this team, it seems to me that almost all the minor region teams we have this year are team fighting comps, most games. So I, I think that gives them a decent chance to upset some people, you know, when you have a comp like that. I think there's a couple exceptions, but for the most part, yeah, like that's, that's what I saw as well. I, I just think like this league, this, the PCS is the, is the best to me. It's, it's by far the best league of all the, of all the smaller region leagues. Like yep, it used to be, that. it used to be that like Turkey was was right there, and like the LCL was right there. I, I think the PCS is way better than both those leagues this season, at least you know this season and honestly like last year as well. So I, I've got a lot of respect for this team, but uh, we'll we'll touch more on this as we uh, as we get into it. Um, who else is next? We got Unicorns of Love from the Commonwealth of Independent States LCL. This is the same team without Gadget, who we actually just saw playing in EU Masters. And uh, so, <clears throat> the Unicorns of Love finished fourth in the regular season, but I wanted to kind of shed some light on this because a lot of people are going to look at their numbers and their record and be like, okay, they got fourth in the LCL. Why is this team here, right? Gadget left to play in EU Masters. Um, they brought in a French AD carry named Frappy. And apparently, like, they just – they were still doing well at the beginning of the season, but it wasn't quite the same level that they were – because I don't know if you remember last year, they just dominated this league. They kind of just dumpstered everybody, and they looked a lot worse this year. They were still a good team, but they apparently this – is, this is according to one of the casters who talks to a lot of the people in that league – were having communication like it just wasn't clean. Like they were, they were good. The players were good. They were having a lot of communication issues. Eventually, it became a problem heading into playoffs. So honestly, right before playoffs, they opted to go back to a full Russian speaking lineup with uh, Lodic, who was on Gambit before, and that was the roster they rode through playoffs and won the playoffs with. So, from a lot of people's perspective, this was like they were going to win. They just had a rough regular season, kind of like we saw like G two last year, where you know they were what like the, where they were like the sixth seed in the spring, right? 
for like they were fifth or sixth seed or something in spring playoffs, and they were like everybody knew they were going to win still, right? <laughs> yeah. So if this, so my understanding is like this was kind of that situation. I didn't follow it quite as closely as the people I talked to, but um, that that's my understanding of it. Uh, this entire team, we've seen the top trio in particular is good. We've seen them before. Uh, that said, they did not look great at Worlds when they took a step up in competition, and. To me, it looked pretty outclassed individually. They even struggled with FlyQuest. So, you know, any thoughts on Unicorns of Love? They're they're a little less wild this year. They're still they're still like a multi carry, super aggressive. We'll pick some weird stuff team, but they're uh, I think maybe because they were they were figuring out the roster, they were a little less wild this year in terms of like their actual picks. My biggest worry for Unicorns of Love is something that we've seen from them specifically before, which is that. When I look through their match histories, they draft, like, hard scaling comps, but they win a lot of their games very fast. Yeah. Like, they'll draft Cassid and Jinx, and they'll win at 26 minutes or whatever, and that's just, like, something that's not going to happen at Worlds if you draft Cassid and Jinx. Uh, like, you, you can tell when they're drafting Cassid and Jinx and winning at 26 minutes, it just means they're way better than the other team. Exactly. And that they can win their lanes with Cassid and Jinx or whatever. Um, and I think that's something that's not going to happen if you try to draft like that at Worlds. And so that worries me a little bit. I like those kinds of comps, but I worry when when you're used to playing ferociously aggressive with those kinds of comps because you're not going to be able to outskill the people that are at this tournament with those kind of things. If that's going to be a recurring theme with all these these smaller league teams is that you have to try to differentiate what is them just being better than everyone in their league versus like actual good fundamentals. Because you can't always see that necessarily from watching the like you know from without watching them actual play actually play. So, uh, Josh, Chris, any thoughts on UOL? Uh, not much, but the stats do tell the story, right? How they are just they're so much better, and uh, it makes me worry about the level of competition. But they are always a pleasure to watch in the international stage. It's just a very fun team overall, but certainly a team that is not one that you can say sound, uh, solid, macro League of Legends. They just want to beat you down yeah. and win fast. I do. I would love to see a sack in, um, in North America. How dope would that be? I think Boss is somebody that, that could transfer over Honestly, well, too. the top trio is all really, really good. Like, Boss and Anishek and No Man's are all, like, insanely good. So, well, maybe not, like, international stage good, but... Like I, these guys could be playing in the LEC or LCS, I think. So, although I don't know, maybe not. They got kind of bodied by FlyQuest in lanes. So, what the hell am I talking about? Maybe, maybe they're not that good. But I'll say this: they are playmakers. They love action. They will fight. They will skirmish. They'll they'll flip coins. They'll take fifty fifties. Um, they're a fun team to watch. Josh, do you have anything on your well or not? I would just say they're a variance team usually. Uh, again, I, my, my research isn't as super well polished as, as Vincent and John. They've been grinding the tape, hashtag grinding the tape, uh, a lot <laughs> a lot harder than I have. Um, but uh, in the past, they've been a team that's willing to throw variants into a game. So typically, if you can find a, a really big number, um, they're they're generally one of those teams that you kind of like to take. But they're they kind of fall into the bucket of the team that John said he doesn't like in this tournament. A lot of in a lot of cases where they try to just play a. Hard stomp, win lane, win game style, um, and that may not may not end up being the best in this current meta. Next up, we've got Gillette Infinity Esports from the League of Latin Americana. 
Um, this is Bugak, Solid Snake, Cody, White Lotus, and Ackerman. Three of those names you might recognize before because they've played internationally. Um, Solid Snake and Cody are the new faces to a lot of people. Um, Bugak's White Lotus and Ackerman are, are all, I mean, this is probably like three of the top five players of all time in Latin America, like North or South. They're all still very good. They they kind of just dominate this league. There's a couple decent teams in the LLA, but like the overall level of competition's not particularly great. Um, what kind of what kind of demon did White Lotus and BRTT sell their soul to to just never miss worlds? Like I mean, they, they dude, do miss worlds sometimes, but you're not like the, it seems like every time there's an international event, I don't even know the name of the team. Just like I guarantee you, White Lotus is going to be there. I don't know what team he's on, but Isaris, whatever they put him on, they're going to be there. Was it Isaris and then All Knights? And I think it was on Rainbow Seven. And now he's like, it's like whatever team is coming out of Latin America's got White Lotus on it. Yeah. Um. So, bottom lane's real. They they finished second in the regular season. The the top like three or four teams were all like kind of competitive with each other in the LLA. But again, the overall level of competition was just watching it. Like it was akin. Like watching it, and if you look at the numbers too, it was akin to like mid-low tier LCS level. And that's the top of the table. So take from that what you will. The overall level of competition is not that great. I think a lot of people, and we're going to talk about this more when we get to the actual, like, you know, power rating these teams or putting our tiers out and everything and and the betting angles for this. I think a lot of people cling too much to the past and don't realize that it was like three or four years ago when a lot of that shit happened. And they're completely different teams, right? So... I don't give this – I think they're the second-worst team in the tournament. I think there's only one team that I would put below them in this tournament. Just – Do you know the meme where there's like a – it's like an Asian guy and he like opens up his wallet and then he has like a dejected look. Like there's yeah. nothing in his wallet. <laughs> in it. Okay, so whenever I looked – whenever I opened up Infinity Esports' match histories – I saw a lot of Jason Callista icons. And that was pretty much that was pretty much my reaction when I left that, click it, open it. Oh, no, not again. So yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat with you. I think especially that type of style will struggle even more than normal oh, yeah. at an international event. And so I'm not a uh, not high on Infinity Esports. I, I think uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to them in a little bit, but I I, I think. Yeah, we'll touch more on this in a little bit. Let's get let's keep getting through this, and then we'll talk. I about was just it. gonna say something really quick. Good. I would be low on Infinity, but then Fion, I don't know if you guys saw, he like tweeted something mean about Latin America, and then he got in a Twitter fight with people about it. So like, it, they're Uh-oh. they're just gonna dumpster cloud nine. Revenge oh, I angle. Yeah, I don't know really how. But Regional revenge angles are strong. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Istanbul Wildcats, the second seed. So Turkey. Kind of interesting. Uh, has had a, not all of its talent leave. Uh, the the TCL is not afraid to import people, and the overall strength of the league I think is actually very strong. I think there was only like Aurora went zero and eighteen. They they were terrible, but the rest of the league was actually all fairly competitive. And I think the top like five or six teams are actually all pretty good. I would I would put them like maybe better than like they're, I think they're better than EU Masters level, like. Like, they're in that, like, the top EU Masters level teams. Like, they're pretty good teams, right? Um, so they all kind of test each other, and they're good. That said, in the past, Turkey has usually had, like, two or three teams that are very, very good. And that's where all the talent is concentrated. It's kind of spread out now 
uh, kind of like the LCS a little bit, where it's less concentrated at the top. Like, obviously, we see the results, and it's like, oh, it's still concentrated at the top. But the overall talent pool, like the actual individual players, it's kind of spread out now. Like, even the lower-tier teams have, like, good elite players like that are kind of standing out in their role, right? Like, Five Ronin was, like, the eighth-place team or whatever, and they had, like, two of the best laning players in the in the league on their team. So you have a lot of that kind of situation. So Turkey a little less concentrated than, like, the Dark Passage, Supermassive days. Um, that said, the Wildcats did face a lot of tests getting through here. They did end up winning the TCL, and they are your representatives. So it's Starscreen, Ferret, and Saren, who are all new. And then Holy Phoenix and Farfetch we've seen before on various TCL teams. So... Just watching this team, Saren was the standout player, the mid laner. He was one of the best players in the league, and he's not a familiar face to a lot of people. So if I had to pick a guy to watch, it's him. But I do think Turkey's probably going to be maybe a slight, like slightly worse than what we've grown to expect from them over the years. Yeah, I do think the level of the TCL has generally gone down since they've had a lot of their best players taken away. I mean, they lost their MVP after last split just has to be a little bit worse when you're getting people taken away. I do think they're not one of the weaker playing regions, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they've definitely been hurt by that. I will say with, with Istanbul Wildcats, I saw a lot of Kalista and Samira icons. Yeah. Another, the other team that I'm uh, not excited about the, the types of drafts that they're having for this tournament, but uh, they, they're a stronger region than some of these other regions. So I, I could still see them, doing just fine against the other playing teams. I don't think they're any sort of contender. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, not qu- like I have them, like, not quite to the PCS, but better than everyone else, if that makes sense. But, you know, with that comes a lot of, you know, lack of security. Like, in ter- like, like we don't know. Like, they could be inconsistent. But I, I tend to trust the track record of being tested domestically. So that it's not just like this insane blowout when they get to the international stage and they're like, what are these players, right? A lot of these guys play with the European players as well. So, um, Next up, we have, I think it's Chris's favorite league, Chris Emmerich's favorite league, uh, the <laughs> CBLOL from Brazil. So Pain Gaming, familiar name. A lot of the Brazilian teams are familiar because they've all kind of like had their chance at Worlds. Uh, a couple of these names are very familiar. So we've got uh, Robo, Karaoke, Tinones, and BRTT. The two carries are the, the real familiar names. And Lucy, who's a Korean import. Um, fourth place in the regular season, 9-5 in playoffs. This team, <laughs> this was some of the hardest film to watch. Uh, I'll just say this. I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to watch the T- like the, I didn't. – I'm glad I didn't have to watch Brazil – and the Vietnamese teams. Like, I didn't have to dial in as much on Vietnam. It's not quite to the Vietnam level of just, like, this is, like, 40 kills a game insanity. But Brazil, it feels like every other game is, like, a 40 kill just bonanza, right? Like, not exactly the most disciplined League of Legends you've seen. But goddammit, is it fun to watch? I, there was a point in time, just as an aside, last year during the boom, when they were consistently offering the Brazil DFS contest, where I was legitimately considering buying like Rosetta Stone <laughs> lessons just so I could understand what these casters are saying because they are too hype. 
And it's so funny to listen to because, like, you can only understand, like, legit the champion names if, if you're, like, me and, like, are kind of illiterate in terms of other languages. And you just, they just start screaming at the top of their lungs for, like, you know, a, a seven-minute fight. Like, you know, like, the casters in NA and EU and even LPL and OSK, like, they get hype. But, like, these casters get hype over, like, yeah. a scuttle crab fight. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, dude. Legit anything. And it's so fun. Dude, this, so Brazil, it's so funny how their League of Legends is just like their soccer. Like, it's all, like, it's it's more freewheeling, it's loose, it's about individual expression, it's about making plays. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to totally typecast the entire Brazilian soccer scene, but, like, relative to, like, Europe, like, it's, 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 a lot of people find it more fun to watch because the players will make plays. Like, it's not just technique per it's it's the lck versus the lpl kind of situation right or like you know any number of different jazz versus classical whatever whatever comparison you want to make but uh it's a different brand (laughs) a lot of uh, a lot of draven in that film review in the pain gaming film review yeah Yeah, the the draven showing up and i think we might see uh, some a decent amount of draven actually in this tournament because uh, from them because their other main is Jinx. It seems like it was Jinx or Draven every game. And I get the feeling that people are starting to wise up to Jinx not being something that you want to let the other team have a lot of the time. So we might see a lot of Draven out of uh, out of the old CB Lowell. They could be a pretty fun team to watch. But uh, once again, kind of with you, that's probably not one of the uh, stronger regions. Yeah, so I think a lot of people have, like, these old – these. Brazil has a storied history of upsets. You know, Kaboom, you had uh, INTZ – they have they have this long history because they've been around for a while. Like they're not one of the newer wild card regions, right? Brazil back in the day, I think was just better. And I love Brazilian esports, but like the the League of Legends, the product is great. The play is not. <laughs> I'll just say that. Like if you look at all their goal per minutes and their economy stuff, it's just mega inflated because they have a bajillion kills in every game. Uh, it's not, like I said, it's like, it's not to the VCS level. And I think it is like probably a step up from that, but like, it's, it's not great. <laughs> what are we, what are we linking here on you? Um, it's going to make you laugh. So any other, any other thoughts on, on, um, pain gaming, like in CBLOL, if you're not the last place, you have a chance to win. That's every single week we have no idea who's winning. And that's I saw this. It's just crazy how and I don't know if that translates. I don't remember how they did last year either. I thought I think they did not show up at all. Yeah. Even though I were familiar with some of their games because of again the late season boom of CBLOL on DFS. Yeah Chris summed it up really well in the chat. He says he says they're gonna get smashed but watching the league itself is fun. And that's I think like where you got to stand on this one. Um, and like you said, like they're going to, this is a team that like, they are like in a weird way, they are fan service, right? Like they know who they are. They have no shame about it. And like, it's kind of endearing. I think that's why people like them so much. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to play Draven because I'm a Draven guy. You know, like the BRTD is always going to play Draven internationally because that's his thing. Right. Um, next up I have, in my opinion, the worst team in the tournament, but maybe you guys will disagree with me. We've got Detonation Focus Me from Japan. So we've got Eevee, Steel, Arya, Yurapon, and Kazu, and they have two subs in Seros and Geng. I 
think that's how you pronounce it. So, Saros, we know before. Saros has been with this team basically since the LGL started. Um, Kazu kind of took that over as the year went on. Uh, Kazu's the one that's listed as the starter, but uh, I'm assuming Saros is with them, but who knows. First place in the regular season. Um, they're kind of a different team than the last two iterations of, of DFM have been. Um, so Japan used to be a one-team league. It's Japan's, first of all, it's the newest league. Uh, second of all, it's the smallest server, maybe second smallest server. And the league was like a one-team league for a while. Last year and this year, it's like you have like Rascal Jester. So we have like a, it's like a two-team team, team league now. And the DFM we saw before, they were trying to be like a Korean-style team. Like, you know, traditional two-core, scale up try to minimize errors, and that just worked for them. This version is much different. Um, they they play multi-carry compositions. They will sometimes only float like a like a carry, like a tank as their support, and that's it. Uh, they are more like a scattered, like chaotic kind of team. Kind of speaks to me like what John was saying. Like, they just kind of are better than everybody in their league, so they, they just can get away with this kind of stuff. But... Uh, you know, it makes them a little bit less predictable than previous iterations. So this sim- like not all the same players and it's definitely a different look for this team. It's not a, not a team that I expect to get out of groups by any stretch, but I do think, uh, I, I think I rate them a little bit higher than you. I think they're going to have a shot against somebody. Like if they were in a group with, with all other play-in teams, I think they might like, well, they're not playing, but you know what I mean? The minor region teams. Um, I think there's some teams in here they could beat. Um, they do have the most off-meta picks of like all the teams that are coming from the minor regions, in my opinion, at least from what I saw. Um, they draft a fight. They got some veterans on the team. Aria has been pretty hyped up. Uh, Evie's really you know, good. I'll give him props. Yeah, and they've got some guys here that have been around for a little while. I, I could see them being better than some of the other some of the other teams we have here. They're a little higher in my power rankings than they are in yours, I think. Uh, but still, not a team that's you know in any sort of threat to make a big dent in the tournament. Josh, any thoughts on our representatives from Japan? I think with their change in style, they'll at least I have more exciting times to roster them for DFS rather than if you're past iterations where I have no interest at all in playing any of the DFS. They they were like not even a team you wanted to go against because they just kind of were trying to be a slow controlled team, and usually those teams just get rolled over. So. Maybe a more interesting DFS angle. That's a good point to bring up for sure this time around. It would be good if they're a little bit more up-tempo because it, it was always really annoying to watch a team that's literally name is has detonation in it just like farm till 40 minutes. I was like, what? Can we yeah, not have a... Got there. Yeah, can we not have a, a nine-kill <laughs> loss at 27 minutes? Like, yeah. Much have you ever played with those fireworks that like you're anticipating a huge boom and all you get is like a... The last team on the list here is from the new LCO, which is the cobbling together of the former Oceanic Pro League, the OPL. Uh, It's now run by a different organization. Uh, So Pentanet.gg is your representatives for Oceania. Uh, It's Biopanther, Pabu, who we know, Chaz, who we know, Pradith, and Decoy. Um, This bottom lane is very good. 
that that's like kind of what I took from watching them. They kind of dominated. They went like thirteen and one in the regular season. Had a couple close playoff series, but uh, they they play very prototypical two core scaling kind of kind of looks. Uh, hard to tell if that's just because they can get away with it or because that's what they think is optimal. But like you said, John, I think I'd rather see that kind of thing. The OPL and and you know Australia, New Zealand, Oceania like has has given us some talented players. They're playing across the world right now. Uh, the Dire Wolves and some other teams have made some noise at international competition. I do think, you know, maybe the talent pool diluted just a little bit, but there's something to be said for, you know, if they're consistently producing these talents, you know, young and old, that there's there's something to it. Uh, I think I think this is a decent team from what I watched. I, I like them more than Infinity and and Detonation Focus Me and uh, and Pain. Honestly, I think I think they're like above those teams, but. Uh, yeah. We've, we've commented on our disagreements there. I, I, I really think that the Oceanic region got really decimated by all their best players getting being allowed to be non-imports yeah. in NA. Yeah, that, that's the tough part to tell is, like, how much of this is, is like, just strength of competition. Like, the, to me, they look pretty good. I did, I did think their bot lane was pretty solid. Um, but I, I have Penton at last in my power rankings as a, as a power ranking thing. I think they're pretty close to the Latin American and Brazilian teams, but uh, I have them last for the moment. All right. Uh, Josh, Chris, any thoughts on Penn or should we just go right into our, our kind of uh, our tiers here? I didn't write them down. So, like, all right. If you guys want to put these in after the show just so that we have them for our record keeping or whatever, we'll, we'll kind of go. I'm not going to go person by person. We'll just kind of go. Does anybody not have damn one top tier? Like I, I won't even say first, just like top tier, like S tier. Top or they win it all. That's yeah, that's where I see them. Uh, do we think they're a cut above RNG, or you have them in a similar tier? Because I put them both in a similar tier. I have them in the same tier. Don't I have a cut of RNG. RNG. All right, so you have like S plus. I I think I had S plus and S in my write up, but I think the two of them are clearly better than the field. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we'll we'll get. All right, next we'll say like a tier. Uh, I put in no particular order: uh, Mad Lions, Talon, and Cloud Nine. I split mine up really heavily. I have seven tiers, uh, okay. <laughs> which is a little bit wild. But my second tier is just uh, Talon and Mad Lions. Yeah. So, uh, John, I'm like for the top five, I'm in lockstep with you. Like I, I, I kind of think Cloud Nine are a cup below Mad and Pal Saint Germain, but I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take. Is that a hot take? Yeah, I, this is just where I disagree. But we've disagreed about Cloud Nine since we did the pre-spring yeah. rankings. So I still think Cloud Nine are above. I actually personally think Cloud Nine are better than Mad. I, I would honestly have it something like S plus as Damwon, and then like S minus as Cloud Nine RNG. And then really? these are like A tier, yeah. A tier for PSG. So bad. I, I have to like, why are you so high on Cloud Nine? Like, just because I think that people underestimate how much like having a dominant mid jungle can just destroy metas. And obviously, like, uh, you may like I don't even know like the any argument that you make, and we talked about this last week, kind of like ad nauseum about like Blabber is just like, oh well, he's from an A. 
we've seen nothing that indicates he's bad ever. Yeah, he's just shit on this region. We can't really ask him to do much else. Yeah, right? so, like, until proven otherwise, I'm just going to run with that. And then a uh, recent power ranking came out that I had Perks as the second best mid in the world, and people got all up in arms about it, but... Or, sorry. No, no, the second best mid. Not not in the world, but at this tournament. Uh, and I just don't really even disagree with that. Like, I think if you're looking at specifically... For example, Talon and Mad, that he's pretty clearly better than both of those mids, and I think Crying and him uh, is like just hard to compare. So like I don't know, I just personally think that that strong mid jungle and then the flexibility that they showed in a region that's never shown flexibility in NA in terms of their drafting, especially with what they did in the top lane, gives me a lot of hope. See, I, I guess we just interpret that differently. Then, like I, I don't, I don't disagree with you in terms of the mid jungle, like. My, my my issue with this team is that part of this is, is a little bit of, you know, speculation, I guess. Sven doesn't exactly have a great, you know, clutch situation record. Did kind of get the monkey off of his back in finals. He played well in the finals. Uh, Fudge, going to be his first experience. Actually, no. He Was he here with Direwolves or anything? anybody else in OPL? I don't think he played internationally. This is going to be his first experience. Uh, I, my problem is they were good enough to win the split, and I know Fudge got better as the split went on, but they were able to hide him in this league. I don't know if they're going to be able to hide him in this tournament. And I get like that's think, my big yeah. that's my big hang up with this team, right? Is that the outer lanes are an issue? I'm I not worried Fudge about one of the most. Fiber. Yeah, I think Fudge is one of the most polarizing player in the game, but I personally thought that he was like. 83 times better than people gave him credit for. He was just he he ran into the common issue of being the worst player on a really good yeah. team. So that much so I actually do agree with you. Like I don't think he's as bad as people think. I just think you look at everybody at this tournament and it's hard to put him in the same No, place. I and you I agree. Know? Like it's going to be tough for him against the likes of Nuggery and Jiahu, but I think Hanabi's the thing is than him too. Like Hanabi's got an international experience and he's performed well. So Yeah, I also think international experience is overrated. But that's we've fair. discussed that before. Yeah, but like, fair. what I think that he provides that almost everyone, other than literally the Nuggery and Jahu, don't is like we saw him play everything. He yeah. played Ivern, Lulu, Camille, Renekton. Like he's played any style of top laner. Irelia. He's shown like a vast champion pool, which gives Perks unlimited flexibility to play his massive champion pool. And the same with Blabber, yeah. and I really think it just allows them to kind of do what they want. Yeah. I, I would I would argue the effectiveness of some of those things, but I do think you it's important to actually show that because there's a lot of teams that don't, and the fact that you're it's like threat you know the the threat of that right like you show a trick play once in a while just because if you make teams respect it and that's important to do so I, I like that they understand that I like that he's. Actually, like it's not—he's not just going to be like a total virgin playing this on stage, right? He's not going to be like totally new to playing Lulu on stage, even if it didn't, you know, look particularly great or anything. So, yeah, okay, I, I can see it. I—I I, I get where you're coming from, John. You got anything there? Yeah, I—I uh, I think when when I'm thinking like mid jungle duos, and I look at Blabber Perks and like say Way Cryon as a good example. I think if you match those two teams up, it's going to land somewhere between Blabber and Perks really held their own and Blabber and Perks got dumpstered. I think it's going to be really rare that we're going to see 
blabber and perks dumpstered way and crying. Yeah. I think it's somewhere on the on the on the line of like either they held up pretty well or they got destroyed. And if and if it's if it's that they held up pretty well, then they're losing the side lanes against RNG. And if it's that they got destroyed, then they never had a shot. So I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in them in that level of comparison, but I do think they're better than most of the teams in the tournament. That, that that's my like my main concern is that they they relied so much on those two just carrying every game and it's just going to be harder to do that. I'm not saying they can't do it. I just think it's going to be harder to consistently do that game to game against this level of competition. So, you know, I, I'm kind of willing to be proven wrong on Cloud Nine. I'm kind of like an open book with them. Like, uh, almost nothing would surprise me because I mean, Perks is Perks. He's insanely good. He could just go ballistic in this tournament. We've seen it before. So, um. I'm just a little skeptical, I guess. Uh, like, I'll put it this way: the numbers aren't good enough for me to bet on them. Uh, outside of the group, like you could make a case for the group uh, to win the group. I think if you wanted to, you know, th- I think that number is big enough. But I'm not getting good enough prices on them to win the tournament. Oh, I thought you meant individual matches. I was like, man, that's, that's oh no, match. individual matches different story. I'm talking for the whole tournament. So, um, so. Chris, are you kind of in lockstep here? Like, do you, do you think, like, is the top five pretty, like, a top two and then three, or is it more granular for that? It's like, um, yeah, I'm one by himself. And I'm pushing RNG down just because of my personal bias, nothing else. <laughs> Lowering expectations. If I, if I, I put them high, they're going to lose. <laughs> if I put them low, they might have a chance to win. Before <laughs> Just hate them. They get their own tier. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I. Definitely like Mad Lions more than C9, but I wouldn't be surprised if C9 uh, performs better overall. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Josh on this. The, the perks blabber can be the key for C9 to surprise and uh, play well on the international stage. Um, Fudge, I'm not as big. Like you all mentioned, his reputation got destroyed in the lock-in. It was, he was completely terrible at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Just awful, but... At this point, I don't think he's any. He's he's average. He's probably the average. Yeah, uh, for he, all the top leaders. He's gotten a lot of shit, uh, and I know we kind of like. I don't mean to pile on, but I'm with Josh. Like he's gotten a lot of shit. Like he's way better than than like the narrative would say. I just think that only goes so far. <laughs> like I, this is a different level, right? Um, so who is the? So do you, Chris, do you have Talon like in with Mad Lions and and uh, Cloud9, or do you have them like a couple low? I think I'd be more um, confident in Talon if I knew how the ADC fits in. Had they had Unaboy, it would have been above C9 maybe, or maybe in lockstep with C9, but not not above Mad Lions, no. Right. Who is, I, I'm just going to simplify this, like who, who's your best of the rest? So like we've got our top five. Is anybody out of like do we do we think it's a clear top five and then a cut, or do we think someone's in that tier with like Talon and like you know Cloud Nine or whoever you put? It's a pretty clear top five for me, yeah, and so the yeah. best of the rest is Unicorns of Love for me. Um, I think they've done a really good job in past international tournaments of being better than the other regions. Like historically, I've I've always viewed them as being better than the other regions. They've always performed better for me. So I'm going to put them there as well, even though they had some shakeups this year that are not traditional of them. Where did I put there? I had the wild. So I I have like the Wildcats, Unicorns of Love, and Pentanet in like a C tier. Like I, I I skipped a full tier. Like I went A tier down to C tier. There's no B 
for me at this tournament. Um, and then like I, you know, Infinity Pain and Detonation focus me in no particular order in the D tier. So like that that's where I'm at for this. Uh, I really do think you could make ca- like a case for any. I think the Wildcats, Istanbul Wildcats, and the Unicorns of Love are like you're probably like the two that are in that conversation for most people. Is uh, Chris and Josh that the same for you guys, or do you like one of these other teams more? No, you're right. I, I have them look just like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, Infinity is just gonna do it just because Fion made him angry. I don't know. <laughs> There's no no logic. I'm gut handicapping based off one tweet. But literally, that tweet's going to make them, like, top six somehow. <laughs> we don't do enough gut handicapping on this podcast. I feel like we would be a much more famous podcast if we just shot from the hip and we were just like, fucking damn, what sucks. And I feel like we could really get out there if we just shot from full the hip. On. I'm going to start doing that from You're now full on. Full-on SGP status. Just I'm like... going to start putting a, this is not financial advice tag on our <laughs> podcast. And then just start shooting from the hip every episode instead of researching. Oh, shit. So, like, all right. I honestly, I didn't plan for it after this. Like, I guess we could talk, um, go through these future prices and then, you know, any positions you like, and then we'll chop the games up. Sound good? We'll just be real quick with the games because I think, you know, we don't got to go through all these. Uh, so there's a handful of futures markets. I took them all from one place, obviously shop around and take them in context relative to how we're talking about them here. If you find better numbers somewhere else or you have questions, you know, I'm sure you hit any of us up and we'll be more than willing to talk shop with you guys uh let's do the win to tournament first damn what are minus 200 to win the tournament i'm as bullish as anybody on this team and i'm not messing with that yeah minus 200 to win the tournament's kind of ridiculous so, i think there's a case to be made here that if you think if you think that they are going to be cheaper on the money line in the finals or in the semifinals, if you think it's like them and RNG in the semis, just based on seeding, like however it works out. If you think they're going to be, you know, minus 300 in a best of five, there's a case to be made for this, I think. Like, considering your risk of ruin and not performing well in this tournament or whatever, right? Like, first of all, d- does anybody see Dan? Like, what percent chance do you think Dan one, you know, doesn't get out of groups, first of all? Like, it's two max yeah it's such a low percent that they don't yeah. get out of groups so it's like, gotta be like your risk of ruin is extremely low here because so how about all right so what about getting out of the rumble stage are they going to be in the top four of the six that get through yeah i think it's very unlikely that they're not in the top four yeah so they're going to make it to knockouts the only way this ends up being bad is if they look particularly bad and like limp into finals against like rng or mad or whoever and the other team's looking red hot and suddenly this is, like, actually a minus 200 final. Then I think it's a bad bet. But realistically, they're going to be, like, minus three or 400 minimum, even against, like, RNG, I think. Like, the the way the futures are priced out for this, it's, like, that's basically what it's saying. Like, yeah, it's you're not... basically saying, would you take Damwon minus 200 to beat two of those three teams at random in – Back-to-back best of five series. I just don't think I don't think that price is quite good enough to have to win both. Of them. It's close, is the point. Like it's not worth. Like I, I think the, the the case you make against it is is exactly that. It's like okay, like you know, this is half the price of of a minus four hundred. 
I will say though, if you got on this stuff early, this is just a, a friendly reminder and always always worth looking into and just it's permanent advice, right? Uh, you could you could have had this at plus a hundred, like even money. If you like, and you have like multiple weeks to get it at that number. Like it, this didn't flip over to this until like like the end of last week. So, you know, I, I got on this when it was like after LPL finals. Obviously, that's not always important, but like the 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 message I want to send is like be looking ahead on this kind of stuff because often what you'll see is a lot different than what it ends up being the week of a tournament starting. Right? Like you want to get the best of the number. That's just in general. So. Uh, RNG or plus one sixty, similar concept. I I just don't think it's good enough number. Like you're better off waiting until a final. Same here. I don't think one sixty is quite good enough for me. Mad Lions plus thirteen hundred. I think it. The thing with Mad Lions is because they have that wide range of outcomes. This is like a kind of. I think this is a kind of long shot you could take. It's not even that long of a shot, but like. I could see this. We're going to talk reach, to reach. You know, I might as well just do re- to reach finals like with each of these teams. It'll be easier to do it that way. So Dan Wanda minus two hundred to win and minus seven fourteen to reach finals. Just don't don't bet Dan Wanda to reach the finals because like they they could hit their hardest matchup as their as their first best of five. And if you think that that's going to be the case, like if you think they catch like RNG or or, or Red Hot Cloud Nine or Mad Lions or something, then then. You know, you just bet that when it gets there. Like, don't don't do this pre-tournament. RNG are plus one sixty to win, and minus three seventy to make finals. To me, it's the same same concept as Dam One. Uh, they could catch Dam One in the you know round before finals, and then all of a sudden that looks like a really stupid bet, right? Part of the that is part of the reason why uh, I'm not going to bet like Mad Lions or, or Cloud Nine to win. I, I really like. Uh, we're mentioning them right now, but I really like the idea of betting both Mad Lions and Cloud9 to reach finals. Yeah, um, That's a, a bet that earns you a good amount of money if you bet both of them and one of them does it. And it's not going to be that rare that Damwon would hit RNG in the in the semis. Yeah. Then you're almost guaranteed to get one of these two teams into the finals. Exactly. And even if that doesn't happen, you just need an upset from one of those two teams. I think it, that's like by far my favorite like bet setup for this tournament yeah. of features. I I think just keep in mind that the two best teams don't have to meet in the finals. We've seen that time and time again, and that's one of the the, the best angles to approach this from. So yeah, I'm 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 with that. I think that's a just, great angle. Just a quick aside uh, on the RNG stuff because their numbers seem like a little bit low to me. But I just like go around. Vince, do you think RNG is the best team in the LPL? No. John. No. Chris. No. So, like, I guess that's that's the. I'll just pre- present that without context. I, no, come I on, think, man. You gotta get some context to that. Like, no, I mean, like, I just I think these numbers are way too heavy. Uh, oh, for four RNG. Yeah, I just oh, don't yeah. think I don't think they're deserve. I think they're handicapping them as, uh, and maybe not, but I think personally that they're handicapping them as the best LPL team rather than as RNG. I agree. And to me, I think that that's a little bit heavy from that perspective because I don't see them as that myself. I think, let me ask you this question. What if like, I'm trying to think of who I would put in this spot. What if like the sixth best uh, LPL team was here? Are they better than Mad and Cloud9? I would say the sixth best LPL, LPL team is better than Mad and Cloud9. 
Uh, so uh, like six... pick, pick a team because to... yeah, I mean there was a lot of them up there at the yeah, like, top. Like Sooning, maybe like Sooning. Yeah, like a Sooning or JDG, uh, yeah. JDG, somebody like that. I mean, WWE. I think I think all the teams that were in that conversation for us to win the LPL are all better than Mad Lions and Cloud Nine. Yeah, I I just I inherently disagree. But again, uh, we had a long drawn out conversation about this in the Discord where, uh, you know, TL was a type was a tiebreaker away from getting out of groups over suiting last year. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think anyone would argue that last year's TL was substantially better than the C9, if, if at all better. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, but yeah, I, I definitely can understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I, I think like Josh, you put it the best, like it, they're being priced. Like they were clearly the best team in the LPL. And I don't think anybody was clearly the best team in the LPL. Like, that was the whole premise, right? Is that like they're all good? Like we could pick and choose who our favorites were, who we thought were the best. like. I don't like who did you think was the actual best team, John? Man, you know that's hard to say. I mean, it, it's either FPX or Top, probably. Yeah, same uh, on their days. Uh, it's hard to say who, who would really be better. They, they were both the best two teams for me. Yeah, Josh, Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I was top. I mean, I, I honestly thought RNG was was third. Uh, that was top FPX RNG, but yeah, I did too. That's exactly actually. Well, so by the end of the season, like I think I had FPX higher because I they had better. Like top and FPX had the best numbers and the best performances besides the actual playoff games. They had the the best statistical performance against the top nine teams. Like that's how I kind of determined it. Like the the playoffs minus LNG. Like if you just isolate everything, like top and FPX were far and away better than all the other. Like even at EDG and RNG, right? RNG had pretty decent numbers against the good teams too. So. Um, the th- so like, I'll give the caveat that I think RNG are not a numbers team. Like they're better than their numbers. I think. Do we all agree with that? Yeah. Here's here's the wrinkle. I think Damwon are also way better than their numbers. Like Damwon's yes. numbers this season are not quite as ridiculous. Obviously, it's like saying, "Oh, it's not as good as Wayne Gretzky," right? Like, but. They're yeah. not as good as last season, which sounds dumb to say, but like they're still. I think they actually are just better. Like Gen G had better numbers than them, like a, a lot of different categories. I don't think anyone would say Damwon is is worse than Gen G. So, uh, how do we go on this? Oh yeah, so I I think RNG are way overpriced. I think Damwon are actually. I think this is like just right to the point where it's like a no bet, which is weird, but. Uh, Mad Lions are thirteen to one to win, five to one to make finals. Like we just talked about, I think Cloud Nine are sixteen to one and six to one to make finals. So I like that double, like the Mad Lions, Cloud Nine, both to make finals. Honestly, you could, at the price that you're getting for Pia, for Paris Saint Germain, you could throw talent in there as well. I would one hundred percent throw talent in there. Twenty two yeah. to one to make finals is actually kind of absurd. For yeah, them, that might actually be just like the best bet in the whole tournament. Is yeah, is... The, the Paris compared to Mad odds for all of us that had them. I think all four of us had them. Uh, tiered similarly to Mad, yeah. those two odds comparatively is is nutty. Yeah, pa- it's Paris, funny that they're Matt criminally is, mispriced. Go ahead. It's funny that Mad is plus five hundred, Paris Saint Germain Talon is plus twenty two hundred, but when they play each other, Talon is only plus one thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird that they did it that way. I mean, I already have that as my pick of the week, but yeah. um, I, I think yeah, those three you could definitely throw Talon in there and do Mad C nine and Talon and just take two units profit if any of those teams make the finals. Uh, minimum of two units profit. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I think that's 
I mean that that is like your your only out is that it's RNG and damn one of the finals and you know that's going to happen a certain amount of the time but like that's a pretty you know there's a what a 50-50 chance that it's they meet before that or no it's 25 There's a lot of worlds yeah where where the where somebody else ends up in the finals I I, I really like that bet setup personally yeah. um I'll just quickly run down the rest of these although I don't really know how much we're going to be talking through it's weird so unicorns are 50 to 1 to win and thirty-three to one to make the finals. Wildcats are nine to one. This is weird pricing. Nine to one to win, or ninety to one to win, I, yeah. and thirty-three to one to reach the finals. I guess it doesn't like they're not beating whoever else makes the finals. Is basically what this is saying. And then it just goes up and up and up from there. Uh, you can get thirty thousand. You can get twelve thousand five hundred for Pentanet to make the finals. Okay, is it not worth? A dollar, twenty-five, yes. fifty cents, a yeah. dollar. Like <laughs> it's three hundred to one for yeah. them to win, and and what one twenty-five to one for them to make the finals. Like I feel like it's always worth, and it, it, you know, just it's it's not likely, but it's the be. classic John. Like, what if the other team's plane crashed? Like yeah. scenario yeah. that had me betting Kazakhstan in the in the Asia Cup. Like you never know. Yeah. Sometimes people just leave early. Maybe everybody gets COVID. You can so, see. You can see the. I think more interesting are the group bets here. So group A, obviously this is group A is weird because it's quadruple round Robin now. So you're basically saying a team is going to beat RNG like more than twice. RNG are minus 5,000 to win this group. Now, uh, UOL is at 13 to one to win the group. This is basically saying like RNG are going to lose two games to one of these teams and probably one or two other ones as well to yeah. the other one. That's not happening. Seems, yeah, it seems very unlikely. It doesn't seem very bettable in this group at all. Um, group B has one of my favorite positions of the tournament. Uh, so Mad Lions are minus 217 to be the winner of Group B. Uh, Talon are plus 220. The Wildcats are 12 to 1, and Payne are 13 to 1 to win Group B. Not win the tournament, just win Group B. I, I Talon to win this group was a slam dunk. It was like the first bet I made in this entire tournament. I agree. Very good bet. Uh, I could see a case for Turkey. I guess the, the Wildcats. If if you if you think Turkey's probably going to show well, but yeah, I, yeah, Talon is. A, I think I think even if you think Mad win this group, I think this is a good. This is just a good bet. Like the price is just too good. Um, especially because we've seen Mad just. I mean, Mad are like a high var- like if if they you're the good thing with Mad is we're gonna know right away, right? Like if they're just on or not. But we'll see. Um, Damn Water minus sixteen sixty seven to win Group C. Cloud Nine are eight plus eight forty six. That's interesting. I think if you're going to bet Cloud Nine, I think this is the way you do it, or you do the try bet like we talked about with with uh, the other two teams to make the finals. Is it? I mean, like, how? I guess like, can can one of you guys talk through what, how you would compare this plus eight forty six to the plus six hundred to make the finals? Because does that seem wrong in anyone else's head? It seems like wrong to me. Kind of. So, when you're betting them to make the finals, you're basically betting on them to avoid damn one after this until finals. Yeah, that's how it feels. Is like yeah. they're saying. When you're betting the 600, you're basically betting that they beat the other teams but lose to Damwon. Oh, yeah. is kind of and like even thinking. if they lose to Damwon in the Rumble stage, like the next stage, if they lose 0-2 to them, like they're still going to get into the bracket and maybe dodge them. Like if they get like the third or second seed 
and Day One gets the first. Yeah, game. it could be it could be Cloud Nine versus Mad Lions yeah. in the semifinals. They could win, and then yeah, I'm not sure if they're play. doing they choose teams or if it's just one versus four, two versus three. So that'll be an interesting angle too. Like, I mean, this isn't bad. Like, if you to to me, this is where you can attack variants, right? Like, if you think Day One just starts slow, the Korean teams historically, you know, haven't been great at this tournament. I could see a case for like. Like I could, to me, there's no way they don't get out of this group, but I could imagine a universe where they they drop a couple and Cloud Nine, like you know, they win five, they get out five one, and Damwon's four two or something like that, or it's four two and they go to a tiebreaker and Cloud Nine wins it or something. Yeah, I'm pretty bearish on Cloud Nine, and I still think eight forty six is yeah, pretty reasonable. It wouldn't be number. that hard for them to beat Damwon once on their way through, and then have Damwon drop six, against It's six well. games. Yeah, I think the 846 is a decent number there, even as a, a Cloud9 bear. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of the point I was trying to, to illustrate is like, I mean, you, you can either bet on them, like we said, it was pretty universally a decent bet for them to get 600 to make it to the finals or bet on them to catch the good side of variance. Uh, and I will just say specifically with their matchup, they're the first matchup of MSI. Yeah, C9 versus Dam one. Yeah, that's a game uh, they could take. You're right. Exactly. And so if they started off with something and, and win right away, I mean, does that that bet looks infinitely like? I assume the odds on that would drop if they were to win that oh, yeah. game, oh, yeah. like so heavily, right? So that's that's a way to try and kind yeah. of embrace that if, I, I if you believe in the first game. That's a, that's a good spot. To, and even if you don't, because it's it's a six game group stage, and I don't think there's like any world where we see not these two getting out. It's just a matter of who's first and second, right? So. Yeah, I think that's not a bad angle to take either. Um, honestly, there's some gigantic numbers on the other two, though. It's like almost in consideration. You have 37 to one to to, uh, to win the group, I guess is is a tall ask. Um, so this is double round robin, quadruple for Group A, six games a day for six days in a row. What we're gonna do for the sake of this show is we're gonna quickly go through the first round robin. And then the numbers are slightly different because of how they price these things out. Uh, you can kind of take from context where we stand relative on each of these teams and, you know, extrapolate from there. And then it's a matter of risk tolerance. I'm all about putting everything up front and not waiting for a tournament like this. Uh, I kind of have my read on things, and I want to get the numbers while I because I think it's going to go a certain way. Obviously, things will be thrown for a loop, but... I think there's a very strong chance that if you don't hit both sides of these, like both of the round robins, that you're just going to get a shitty price and it's going to be unbettable on the other side. So in a couple of these situations, I'm betting the same team on both sides of it. Um, but, you know, that's up to everyone else. A lot of people like waiting as well. So um, with that, let's open it up with Thursday morning. We've got a banger to start off with. Uh Josh teased it already. We got Damwon minus 435 against Cloud9 plus 291. This is my qualifying pick of the week. There is a pick that I think is stronger, but this is my qualifying pick of the week. I'm with you on that. that For Cloud9. Highlighted, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, that one, uh, th- there's a second one that I, I assume we're all going to be uh, yes. ready to, to unload on. I already unloaded on this. So like, but, yes. uh, but yeah, this is my, my qualifying, you know, the, the minus 200 or better. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think cloud nine is a reasonable bet in this matchup. 
especially when they haven't gotten to see tape of how the teams are playing right now. Yeah. Cloud9 could do something a little funky here. I it's mean, a new patch, they're, too. They're a Perks team as well. You know, Perks likes to come out and do some bizarre stuff mm-hmm. and have some fun with it. I could see them taking this match, so plus 291, reasonable. Not 100% sure if I'm betting it, but it seems pretty good to me. I probably will. Are they, uh, just quick question, are they on the patch that dropped last week? 11.9, yes. Okay. Or no, so, it's the one before that. This was 11.10, I believe, live. Okay. No, we're live on 11.9 right now. All right, so it's 11.9 with Viego and Gwen disabled. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's good. Because the one concern I was going to say about Cloud9 uh, is I cannot in my brain for the life of me ever see Blabber play Morgana, but that, that she did get nerfed on 11.9 a little bit, yeah. so... Uh, I'll say that that's probably less of a concern. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of Morgana and Rumble. Rumble's another one that you're going to see. Rumble in the jungle is very, very good right now. A lot of high-end players say that it's just going to be permanent. I don't know if I'm that far, but respect that. Uh, so, I this is this is you're going to hear a weird regret story from me. I actually bet Damwon in this spot, and I'm like having second opinions. Yeah, I'm like second guessing myself a little bit. So, you know, take that for what it what it will. I honestly, I put it in and didn't think through like how much different the patch is going to be. And it turns out it is pretty different. Like I wasn't sure how much was actually going to change, but it turns out it is pretty different. And on day one, I'm a little skeptical of a day one read on a new patch, right? But you know, it's at the end of the day, I'm never going to feel that bad about having money on damn one. But I. Had some second guesses. Infinity Esports plus 115 against Detonation Focus Me minus 152. I already hit Infinity in this spot. Even if you think, like, I just think these two teams are pretty close to even. Like, I don't, it's hard to tell. So, like, underdog, that's where I'm at with this. I'm probably not going to bet this one. If I was going to bet, I think I would actually bet DFM, but I'm I'm not going to bet this one, I don't think. Like we and keep in mind, like I'm I'm way more bearish on DFM. They're my worst team in the tournament. John's a little higher on them than I am. So Chris, Josh, where you at on this one? Uh, I I don't know enough. I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah, this seat feels like a game that we need to watch and see what how they match against each other. It's, I, I don't mind betting either side in the first day at all. RNG minus three thousand three hundred thirty three against. Pentanet plus 866. There's the day one variance thing. This is a best of one. I know it's bad, and I know RNG are ridiculously good, and Pentanet is potentially very bad. But this is a best of one. This isn't a series. This isn't a best of three. You can get Pentanet um, at a better price the next day, I assume, because they think RNG will learn you know, a little bit from playing them or settle in. Yeah. So you might just bet those and just walk away with like six and a half units if Penn and Net wins once. Yeah. That seems like a reasonable way to go. I'm not sure I'm going to do it, but that seems like a reasonable gamble to take if you wanted to try to come up. Yeah, there's a chance maybe RNG just get Q trying to show something, or maybe they just suck on Oh, I mean, if there's a team, would... if there's a team from the LPL that could that could show up and do something wild and crazy, I mean, this is one of them. So yeah. I could see them doing something, drafting some weird Jiaohu thing up in the top lane. <laughs> yeah. On for some reason. Um, Pentanet plus 207, Unicorns of Love minus 294. I took Pentanet here too. I, I'm just, I'm on a lot of dogs. I'm just going to say it right now. 
See, for this one, I really do like taking Pantanen. I'm probably taking them for as my pick of the week, too. Just really like to hear the uh, Razor Koala in the first few days you know, when they get Oceania hyped up. Yeah, and think... this number is just... I, I, th- I can see you all just suddenly dropping them for no reason. Yeah, like, you all should be the favorite, I think. But, like, this is pretty hefty for a best of one on the first day, man. All right. Uh... Istanbul Wildcats minus one fifty nine against Pain Gaming plus one seventeen. I like the Wildcats there. Yeah, I do too. I'm saying oh, I'm going to take all these dogs, but like I really just think Pain sucks. So maybe. I mean, they have experience. They have players that have been here before. Ten owns is really freaking good. Why doesn't he have a job in NA yet? Why isn't a team taking a shot on him? Yeah, there's a lot of players like that. I actually think Robo uh, yeah. from that team is actually. Quite good as well. If anybody ever wanted to you're, take a shot, you're but, like Tinones you know, has been the like, best player in that league for like five years. Like, why hasn't anyone like given him a? Maybe they have given him a try. We just haven't heard about it. But like, or maybe he's the faker of Brazil. Or maybe he doesn't like. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't speak English. I don't know. Like, he's so much better than basically everybody in that league that I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Um, Mad Lions minus one eighty nine. Talon plus one thirty eight. Talon windmill slam. Yeah, that's my pick of the week. Plus yeah. Thirty eight for Talon against Mad Lions. Yeah, I think that's. I do like... feel like over indexed into Talon at this point, and if Talon underperforms, like our whole podcast just sucks. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I mean, a good performance, and uh, maybe I'll try to find some way to shoot from the hip pretty soon here and give us a random ass pick of some kind. Balance it out a little bit. Any mad backers here? Not for betting, but. A lot, of res- a lot of respect for Talon on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do think this line's pretty decent. I yeah. think it should be a little bit closer, though. Yeah, I think that's... it should be more like the uh, Infinity DFM line. If it was more like that, I think it's yeah. like pretty much totally unbettable. But I think there's enough, a little bit of value here on, on Talon. I mean, Kev, for what it's worth, Pantheon was like, what, like 90% presence or something. So I don't think that's fair to say. Maybe I'm misremembering. Um, Pentanet plus eight ninety two. This double, this quadruple round robin for this group is gonna fuck me up. I know it. <laughs> uh, same thing. Pentanet like almost nine hundred against RNG. Same, you know. If you're if you're gonna play that game, just put a half on each, and and if you win, cool. Unicorns of love plus five seventy six against RNG minus twelve fifty. It's a big number. I think I actually do like betting UOL twice against them. I think UOL. It has a very reasonable shot of winning one of those two games, yeah. and you're going to find yourself on almost four units profit if they win one of the two. Yeah, might just might just be all in RNG hater for the tournament and just bet both Pentanet so games and both. Like, yeah, they're just so their like, odds are so. Crazy. I don't think you can touch RNG in this tournament until these numbers. If they like get a couple losses, I just don't think you can touch RNG at all. Like they're basically unbettable. They're just overpriced for the whole thing. Like futures markets, like you could maybe look at like kill spreads in some of these games, but like they're going to be ridiculous. And yeah, I don't know. Oh, what one thing I just want to touch on, uh, quick for Thursday, uh, DFS spots. Anyone like I just want to touch on those as we go through because I think this is going to be a pretty big. Mm-hmm. We've, we've all all of degeneracy has been gone for a bit, so you banked it up for the especially yeah. for those that didn't play EU Masters. It's all yeah. So like for example, I think that Infinity DFM game while we're not too interested in it from any perspective could be decent from a DFS perspective. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, RNG Pentanet. I'm really not that excited about for DFS. 
Uh, John, is that a spot where you would just do the the play in DFS instead of bet, or or no? Um, I think for day one, the best DFS matchup, the one that catches my eye immediately in day one, is Mad and Talon. Actually, Mad is uh, a team that dies a ton when they lose. Talon has a pretty high kill per win. Talon has a pretty low DPL, but they also didn't lose almost ever, so it's kind of hard to say if that's just yeah. because they only lost like one or two games that for the whole year. Um, that one sticks out to me. UOL in general is a fam- fantasy-friendly team, so UOL versus Pentanet, if that's on the slate. I can't remember. They skip one of these games for the slate. One of the yeah. Pentanet games is not on the slate. I can't remember which one it is. Um, if the UOL Pentanet one is on there, I think that's that's probably somewhere you could go. I actually think Damwon Cloud9 is one that you don't yeah. want to play. I think you just want to stay away from that one. Pain and the Wildcats also have very, very high potential. I'm guessing if I averaged out KPW DPL, the Wildcats and Pain Gaming is probably the best uh, matchup that you could get KPW DPL-wise. Is, is Cloud9 going to be, like, sort of highly owned? I don't think so. Based on name value, maybe. I don't know. I would guess based on name value, they'd be higher owned than the unknown teams. They're probably going to be higher owned than they should be. My dad used to have a genius baseball betting strategy or a DFSing strategy where he would play teams that were from cities that were not like very big because he assumed that Homer Homer people would pay people from their own oh, teams. Yeah, and so you'd play small market players more often than big market players. I know people that feels like something like this. Like how many people really want to, you know, how many people really want to be on Pentanet here? There's not really that many people that are going to be on Pentanet. Whereas Cloud9, I mean, a lot of people love them, so I could see people taking them as a better. As that's a that's kind of what I'm thinking. I was like, people know it, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, these have been good to me. <laughs> um, I'm just going to start blazing through these because I think you guys all have a pretty firm understanding of, like, where we're at, relatively speaking. Uh, Infinity plus 878, Damwon minus 3,000. No, I think Damwon's significantly less likely to lose to this kind of team versus RNG. RNG, it's the classic China-Korea thing. However, they did lose to the two bottom teams, and that was that was like kind of a knock on them. But yeah, I don't know. Um, so let's see. Uh, Detonation folks, me plus two eighty-eight. Cloud nine minus four thirty-five. I think I actually bet Cloud nine here. I forget off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure I bet Cloud nine there. Probably just not betting it. I don't almost ever bet at minus 435. Yeah. Uh, Wildcats plus 254. Mad Lions minus 370. I took a shot on the Wildcats, I think. I don't have my stuff in front of me. I'm just going off the top of my head. It's another pass for me on that one. If you got, I'm just going to keep going through these. If you got anything, just chime in. Uh, Pain Gaming plus 191 against Talon minus 263. That I, feels like a Talon bet. Yeah, ta- Talon... I, t- I really am over-indexing into this team, but, like, even if they don't end up doing a lot more, I do think they're just going to completely smash the non-top four teams. Like, at the very least, I think that's what we're getting with this team. So, against, like, Payne and Wildcats and, like, any of these other teams they end up facing, I'm probably just going to be all over town because they're cheap relative Uh, to the other favorites. Comparatively, this is insane line value. How compared to tomorrow's talent game, I didn't realize that until oh, you, yeah. you just said it. Oh yeah. But if you if you look at the three, the three relevant games, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll explain it after we get to the third one. And we'll just skip to that because that's the last game for Friday. So the last game on Saturday is actually talent same price against uh, the Wildcats. Wildcats. Yeah. 
So the inherent line value here is pretty nuts. Uh, so the Wildcats are minus 159 against Payne, but they're the same odds against Talon as Payne. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously a mess up in the book there, yep. and that's a spot where you should really uh, – if you want to bet just one of these games, I think you can bet both uh, for, for t- in Talon's favor. But if you want to bet just one, I'd probably – recommend going heavier on the town versus pain just yeah. because the book is saying that uh istanbul is better than pain but then they're giving you the same price so uh yeah absolute mesh. yeah agreed uh rng minus a thousand unicorns plus 529 i'm going with the rng hater train dude i'm betting against rng in all four of the first game <laughs> i mean Locking you're getting it. absurd value on the like even if they don't lose i'm not even gonna feel bad if they they just three like they just six zero or whatever i'm not even gonna feel bad if they lose one game in there, I make at least like one point yeah, three you units. Win. Or something. Yeah, yeah I'll, like... I'll, I'll, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna get bet against them at all four and hope it's Pentanet that randomly upsets them. I'm probably gonna be on kill spreads against RNG too. They were not a great against the spread team this season, so I could see them being overcautious or ending up in one of those weird ass backdoor situations where how many games they won like four games this year down kills. Like it was like I had a couple in playoffs too. Um, obviously, different level of competition. Unicorns minus two eighty six against Pentanet plus two hundred six. Same deal for me. I like unicorns a lot more than Pentanet, but I'm not going to bet that one. Which is saying something for what that's worth. Damn one minus twelve fifty. Danish folks me plus five ninety seven. Nah. This just feels like a worse spot than any of the against RNG spots. I like the against okay. RNG spots a lot more. Uh, I am interested in so Damwon were also not a good against the spread team. They were actually very bad against the spread kill spread. So I'm probably going to be looking to get into some DFM plus ten and a half or eleven and a half or something like that. I could see this being a twelve to four kind of game or something. So or nine to nothing. <laughs> they had a couple of those this season. Cloud Nine minus six twenty five against Infinity plus three eighty two. Why would you do this when you could get Cloud Nine against Infinity? wherever it was. I think like Cloud9 against DFM is similar. Like 200 points cheaper if you're going to do that. Yeah, just avoid this one. Mad Lions minus 357. Pain Gaming plus 243. You could bet Mad, but I just don't like going to those odds. Yeah. And we mentioned it already. Talon minus 263 against the Wildcats plus 191. So we covered the first three days. Obviously, there's another three days. But like I said at the top, uh, you're Consider your angle of attack for this tournament and stick to your game plan. Uh, be flexible, be willing to adjust, but lay out a game plan for yourself beforehand. Me personally, I have my read on these teams, and I'm I'm I just threw all my I threw all the bets I'm going to place on these fr- these first six days out already. Like I put them out there. I'm going to be you know doing more detailed write ups on them, but uh, for those that read the futures article today, like I actually put my positions there, but. I kind of am blanketing betting on my read for this, which is something I had the opposite approach for in the regular season this year and treated me pretty well because I dodged a lot of bolts early in the season. But basically the premise is I have my read on what these numbers should be, and if they end up going the way I think it's going to go, then these like Monday, Tuesday, Sunday lines are just going to be out of range because if the team that I think wins wins or vice versa – it's just going to throw everything for, for a loop. And I think more often than not, it'll go that way. And maybe you'll have like one outlier, one weird thing that's happening. Then everything completely shits the bed, right? So that's how I'm tackling this. Uh, I think it's totally reasonable to 
take a wait and see approach and then hit the second round robin. I think that's totally reasonable too. I know a lot of people did well at Worlds doing that. So I, I think, and you guys can kind of just pitch in on this, like just have a game plan, like literally like write it down be like, this is what I'm going to do. Set like your own, you know, tier, make your own tier list for these teams and, and, you know, test yourself. And I think that's just have a game plan. I think nothing's necessarily wrong if you have a clear plan and execute on that plan for it. So one, one thing I'll add is if you have a picture in your, in your mind uh, for none of the non top three games, but like for an example, I'll give is like, if you create the story that a team's going to go five and O and then mess around in their sixth game, uh, then you'll like, you know, you can always, kind of think of those narratives so try and visualize kind of how you play it out and and where line value may move if, if that yeah, like i think a good example for what you're talking about is pentanet plus 1072 against rng in the last game there's a pretty damn good chance that pentanet is eliminated and rng is already locked by the time that game rolls around and you're getting like plus 1100 on pentanet against them that seems like a pretty reasonable bet there when both teams might be messing around yeah yeah do uh it's just like when the schedule comes out for the NFL, like, do you, you know, find your spots, be like, oh, this team's on a back-to-back road, or, you know, like, this team could be eliminated by then. It might be a little crazier. A lot of the books have, like, kill totals and stuff up for this, too. So if you want to bet that, like, Pentanet RNG, like, crazy game narrative, the kill total over is probably a nice play there as well. So think of this kind of stuff and, like, write it down so you don't forget and, you know, determine is this going to get better later the more I wait or is this going to get worse the more I wait. So, uh. Anything else? I'm looking forward to this tournament, man. It's gonna be so fun. Uh, it's you gotta love international tournaments, man. I'm I'm definitely excited. And I, you know what I am the most excited about? The tournament starts. The games start at 7 a.m. my time. It's yep. not 2 a.m. It's not 1 a.m. 7 a.m. my time. That's fine, baby. I'm awake. I'm awake at 7 a.m. I love it. I don't have to go stock up on fucking energy drinks. We're <laughs> <laughs> solid. I'll just wake up and get my daughter ready for school, and it's fucking MSI time. Right, so, picks of the week. Last week, are we even going to do last week's? I already tell. I already horse racing tell. Oh, we, we got to grade them. We, uh, we hit Medina Spirit fifteen. I'm not grading this spreadsheet. I'm not doing. You have to grade it. These are legitimate picks, and I hit the first half of my parlay, and I want to count it, Gelati. God damn it! That one I'll count because it's league. No, mine was. You were, oh yeah, so you were split, right? Mine was a parlay in MMA, and I'm I won the first half. <laughs> oh, let me move this. Just just save it for the end of the year, so if we need some boost to kind of make yeah, it yeah, retroactively grade these things, right? That's right. Now you're learning business right there. <laughs> so um, so oh, I gotta move this down here one second. So uh, yeah, let's do pick of the week. Um, if you're not taking that one, Josh, I'm gonna. All right, so we can't. It's over yeah. minus two hundred. Yeah, we can't. You're right. You're right. Uh, I think Universal Podcast Pick of the Week is talent every which way, but that's. Uh... I, I think the talent talent against pain is legitimately just a misprice. Oh yeah. Uh, oh no, that that is definitely so, true. So. Um, oh yeah, I think that's the Universal Pick of the Week, but uh, yeah. I got my opener. Uh, I'm just gonna straight up take talent to win Group B at plus two twenty. Yeah, I went. I, I had. I, <laughs> yeah, I've never been that prepared in my life. Uh, I'm going with Talon plus one thirty eight to be Mad Lions. 
in their in their first matchup there. I'm not insanely confident about it, but I feel pretty good. It's a good number. I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm taking Penta Net plus two oh seven versus UL raise the koalas. I like that one to raise the koala. <laughs> we gotta make that a thing. Oh my god, that's so good. And then uh Josh, you already Yeah. Started. I'm running narrative street C nine first game of the tournament against Damn one plus two ninety one. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. So yeah, I think that's gonna be it. I'm looking forward to this, man. It's been I, I do love that like EU Masters kinda gave us a taste, gave us a little something in between, little you know, little uh elevator music. No, I, I shouldn't I, I shouldn't disrespect EU Masters like that. There was some fun games in there for sure. Proving grounds, EU Masters, they were yeah. both pretty good. Yeah. They actually, actually the, they actually were. I think they were actually entertaining tournaments. The EU Masters Finals was actually a really, really fun set of games. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun to watch. That one I actually watched the whole thing. So, yeah, it was good times. Good times. Um, I think that's going to be it. We'll see you guys next week. Probably we got to figure out a schedule because I think there's – I mean, let's just – we're going we're gonna to schedule on the air right now. <laughs> there's – all right, let's see. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So – Tuesday, the games will be over. We could just record normal on Wednesday next week if that works for you guys. Because uh, the games start up again on Friday for the, the first section, so I think that'll work out well. Games will all be done. The round robin will be all done. Group stage will be done. So, yeah. All right. Uh, probably look forward to an episode next Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I'll have that out, and we'll be hopefully talking rumble stage and hopefully get I – mean, we're going to get 36 games in the next – you know six days so i'm looking forward to this everybody have a great night and we will see you next time see you later everybody the gold card podcast opening theme is clouds by harvey and the hendersons the closing theme is wasp in a hat by the tea club Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.